sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. It's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Tuesday. A very exciting Tuesday here on the grid and across the sports landscape. Why? Today is the season debut of the National Basketball Association. Yes, the NBA returns this evening. The defending champions, the Golden State Warriors, a puncher's chance to repeat as your title winners. Open up the season tonight against the L.A. Lakers and out east, it's the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. A full-blown NBA season preview and a look at tonight later on in this opening hour with our coach, James Young, live right here on the grid. Tons to get to around the NFL as well. And... Major League Baseball has a very interesting Tuesday ahead. Game five of the American League Division Series that was postponed last night between the Yankees and the Guardians. In game number one of the NLCS, the National League Championship Series, two different postseason series going on the same day. We'll get you set for everything here live on the morning after on this Tuesday on SportsGrid. Week number six of the NFL season concludes last night in Los Angeles, inside SoFi Stadium, an AFC West showdown between the Chargers and the Broncos. It was the fourth primetime game for the Denver Broncos this year in the first six games that Denver has played. And for the second straight week, we got more Denver Broncos football than we even bargained for because for the second straight week, the Broncos play an overtime game. And for the second straight week, the outcome remains the same. The Broncos lose by a field goal in that extra session. The Bolts getting the better of the Broncos last night, 19-16 to in overtime. Yes, it was another game that makes you question, hey, should I be a hockey guy this year? Or should I maybe get into tennis? Or, man, I can't wait for the NBA to be back. Another ugly game, 19-16. to Two head coaches trying to outmanage the other with terrible bad clock management down late in the fourth quarter. The Chargers, from a betting perspective, do not cover as a four-point favorite. The Broncos do. A total of 45-and-a-half stays under. 16 NFL games, not even 16, 14 NFL games this weekend. 14 of them and 11 of the 14 stayed under. Yeah, a lot of low-scoring affairs here in the National Football League this week. The Denver Broncos now have gone under in five of their six games so far this season by an average margin of 12.8 points per game. The Broncos remain the worst-scoring offense in the National Football League, averaging just 15.2 points per game. And the reason why? Russell Wilson is broken. The chef is no longer a cook. The chef is heating things up in a microwave like it's leftover Chinese food on a Monday morning. Just three points for the Broncos in the second half after Denver was able to score on three of their first four offensive possessions. In fact, Denver had negative 13 passing yards in the second half and overtime. Russell Wilson under in pretty much every major passing prop category yesterday, as you can see there, even under a, a touchdown and a half for that passing TD prop. On the other side, Justin Herbert threw the ball 
57 times, well over his pass attempts prop of 35 in a hook. But Justin Herbert entered last night throwing a passing score in 36 of his first 37 NFL career starts. He does not throw a touchdown pass yesterday. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The opening hour of the morning after live on this Tuesday. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. Back to that stat board for Justin Herbert because he threw the ball 57 times last night. It was the most passing attempts in NFL history for a quarterback in a winning effort without throwing a passing touchdown in the history of the sport. He threw it 57 times. He completed 37 of them, but still somehow under his passing yards prop last night, finishing with just 238 yards. So yes, the Chargers get a win last night, 19 to 16 in overtime over their divisional foe in the Denver Broncos. But the Chargers do not cover as a four-point favorite at home. The Chargers actually are four and two now against the spread as well. So as we look at things for the Chargers here, they remain a favorite to make the postseason. Their win total somehow is at 10 and a half where it was even prior to the season getting underway. But the story, of course, is the Denver Broncos, a team that was filled with optimism entering this season. Minus 146 before the year got going to make the postseason. Now look at that refresh number, plus 460. In Denver's win total before the year, nine and a half, and the over had tons of juice. Now it's seven and a hook, and the under has a ton of juice. That's pretty much down by three wins in total because the expectation is now seven wins for the Denver Broncos, who have only won two games this year, despite the fact that all four of their losses are by a combined eight points. I don't know how you look at last night and think to yourself only this one thing. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the AFC West for a seventh consecutive year. The Chiefs right now booked as a heavy odds-on favorite at minus 200. The, Bron- uh, the Chargers, the second-best price at plus 210. The Broncos and Raiders now very, very long, 20-1 to 1 or even longer. The Chiefs, who entered this season at plus 155, the favorites to win this division, now in minus money. The Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. Nothing you saw last night from the Bolts was inspiring, and oh boy, the Broncos are truly struggling to start off this season. We focus on Major League Baseball and an exciting day here on SportsGrid. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after live on this Tuesday right here on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. It is a big Tuesday in the world of sports. Major League Baseball game number five of the American League Division Series. Game number one of the National League Championship Series. The NFL rolls on. The NBA season debuts and live right here on Sports Grid. A big day all across the grid as well. The winning edge expands to the Associated Press. Sports Grid will now deliver our comprehensive sports betting coverage on the AP, one of the most trusted news sources in all of the world, known for its fast, accurate, unbiased news delivery. We'll now partner with Sports Grid. 
as an AP customer, you can expect to have access to SportsGrid's video content delivering pregame odds, over, under, point spread, money lines, all of that analysis with our advanced data analytics, allowing AP customers to connect with advertisers and engaged sports audiences. The big thing here, you know that SportsGrid delivers that real and comprehensive coverage that you won't find anywhere else for your sports wagering content now on the Associated Press. A very big day here. We are very excited as the grid continues to expand. You can catch us in all of their video hubs, newsroom platforms all across the AP. We are proud to be a partner now with the Associated Press here on Sports Grid, where you can catch things like our NBA season preview, our analysis for the American League Division Series in a winner-take-all game number five, in the Bronx today because yesterday at Yankee Stadium game number five rained out between the Yankees and the Guardians we expected first pitch to be sometime after 7 p.m. Eastern it got pushed back pushed back pushed back and finally postponed last night and rescheduled to this afternoon first pitch, pitch scheduled for 4:07 p.m. Eastern time which has caused a change up in what this game might look like because the starter expected for yesterday for the pinstripes was Jamison Tyone. That is not the case any longer. It is Nasty Nestor. Nestor Cortez getting the game five start. Winner take all between the Guardians and the Yankees today. Yester, or Nestor Cortez has his starting pitcher K-prop available right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It is four and a half in the under has the juice. The reason that Aaron Savali right now is TBD is because there is some speculation in terms of what Terry Francota might do for his starter for his Cleveland side for game number five. It is expected still to be Aaron Savali. He was the starter for yesterday's game number five. But now that it was postponed, there is some question whether it might be Shane Bieber out there for the Cleveland Guardians. He has expressed his interest in being available for this game because of the postponement because it was pushed back a day it allows both managers now to utilize their starting staff their bullpen in a different way than what we might have seen last night in the Bronx inside Yankee Stadium Garrett Cole has expressed his interest reportedly to have a factor in this game number five it is a winner take all game with the final spot in the American League Championship Series up for grabs the Houston Astros await game number one of the ALCS will be on a very short turnaround tomorrow in Houston so as we go from the pitching performances to what we might see at the dish winner take all game five it's a place to carve your legacy within your respective ball club might we see that for Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge to find their way onto the base path today. You can see what is expected of the biggest stars on this biggest stage in terms of at least recording a single hit. On the other side for the Cleveland Guardians, Stephen Kwan, a pretty juiced number there as well, around $2. Jose Ramirez, who has been big for the Guardians all postseason long, all season long. This is the expectation now, an ability to write your name in history in a winner-take-all game number five in the American League Division Series with a berth in the ALCS on the line. So it's not just what we will see here
tonight as we look at the odds, or rather this afternoon. The Yankees, a favorite on that money line, minus 178. The over-under stands at seven. Yesterday, it was seven and a half. Take that hook off. And the under still has the juice. But it's also what this means now for the American League Championship Series because the winner of tonight's game inside Yankee Stadium will then travel to Houston immediately to get ready for the American League Championship Series. And those odds right now are the same as they were yesterday. Houston will have home field advantage for the ALCS, and they are booked as a heavy favorite to win the American League pennant. Minus 185, that number on the Strohs. The Yankees are plus 250. The Guardians, the longest price out of the three remaining teams in the AL right now, at six to one. It's very interesting, right? Because here's a moment. Put a pin in it. What will the odds look like tomorrow morning? Whoever wins game number five, what will that American League Championship Series outright price look like? Will it be this substantially favored in the way of the Astros? Or will it look slightly different? A shorter gap, a smaller distinction between those two remaining teams in the hunt for an American League pennant. I would gesture that it's going to look something like Houston minus 155, minus 160, regardless of who the opponent is. But if it is the Yankees, I think that number is even shorter. The Astros have a huge advantage now, not only having home field for the best of seven American League Championship Series, but the fact now this series in the American League Division Series has gone five between the Yankees and the Guardians, and the game has been postponed so a time to dive in here and maybe find some value if you want to back the Cleveland Guardians or that of the New York Yankees game number five this afternoon first pitch scheduled for 407 p.m eastern time inside Yankee Stadium I can say I'm not a meteorologist but I do live in the New York City area it's cold it's not necessarily rainy today it will be sunny but it will be brisk October baseball at its finest game number Five. It will be a fascinating managerial game for both Aaron Boone of the Yanks and Terry Francona for the Guardians and how they decide to use all of the pitchers available now with the extra day in game number five being today. So it's the American League Division Series between the Guardians and the Yankees, game number five. It's game number one, the opening game of the National League championship series tonight in san diego between the padres and the phils and we now finally know what we have in terms of the starting pitching matchup the odds have slightly worked even more in favor of the padres you darvish who was announced as the starter for san diego even yesterday will now face off against zach wheeler the starting pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. For most of the day yesterday, it was TBD. Who would get that start for the Phillies on the road in this opener in San Diego? They are going with their ace in Zach Wheeler. The Phillies plus 108 on that money line. As we compare the strikeout props today for Wheeler and Darvish, four and a half the number for Zach. The over has the juice. Five and a half the number for you, Darvish. The under has the juice at minus 130. So game number one, in San Diego, as it stands right now for the National League Championship Series. And as we look at the series odds, it's minus 126 in favor of San Diego for this opening game. A rather similar number for the outright price, minus 120 in favor of the Padres. What does that mean? Expected to be a competitive series. The most likely outcome from a total games perspective in this best of seven clash is six games at plus 195. And thus, 
because San Diego is favored to win this series outright in the series correct score market, the Padres to win in six is the shortest number, the most likely outcome from that odds perspective at four to one. So here is the time now to find some value in the World Series market. Not only close in terms of the National League Championship Series and that outright number, but very close for both of these clubs in the World Series markets. The Astros are the favorites at plus 140. The Padres plus 320, but only 20 cents behind the Philadelphia Phillies. The Yankees and the Guardians, regardless of who wins Game 5 today, will not be this long come tomorrow. If you want to dive in, there is your price. From the end of one season to the start of the number, the NBA season debuts today. We preview with JY next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. basketball the nba season returns tonight and we break it down here over the next two consecutive segments live on a tuesday on the morning after a man that is very fired up he would consider this a national holiday our coach james young joins us here for his scouting report all around the association and in our next segment together his picks and his value plays in every major market that you need to know ahead of this 2022-23 NBA season. JY, I can see the smile on your face. We are very glad to have you here live on this Tuesday on the morning after to preview everything for this NBA season. My brother, this is like Christmas morning. I haven't slept in days. I mean, I got the goatee going. I'm trying to, Ooh. I may have to may have to take care of this a little bit. Too much salt, not enough pepper, but that's okay. It's NBA season. It's time to get busy. So let's get, by the way, real quick, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Whoa. Very happy right now, but yeah, it's time for some basketball, yeah. baby. Let's get down to business. That's the beautiful thing about the NBA starting on this Tuesday night. We still have football in and around our lives, but we'll get to that later in the week. The NBA season begins inside TD Garden, Boston, Massachusetts, between two of the frontrunners, J-Y, in the Eastern Conference, the reigning Eastern Conference champs. The Boston Celtics, a short two-and-a-half-point favorite tonight at home in their season opener against the Philadelphia 76ers. J.Y., let's start with the game breakdown overall, and then we'll look at the season outlook for both the Seas and the Sixers in just a bit. When you see that two-and-a-half-point spread tonight, a total at 215, what is your approach to betting these individual games early on in the NBA campaign? A lot of it's based off of last year and newcomers and how teams are integrating newcomers into the game. So when you look at tonight and see that the Philadelphia 76ers are plus two and a half, to me, mm. that's the play. Philadelphia plus a point. Why? Seven to one against the spread the last eight meetings versus Boston. I really believe, Ben, in this score. I think P.J. Tucker addition is really vital to that team as a corner three shooter, as a defender, it's going to kind of follow Jason Tatum all over the floor. You got James Harden in the best shape in years, I would say. A motivated Joel Embiid. And then you have Tyrese Maxey going to take that big jump. Remember, folks, about five, five and a half points per game more after the All-Star break. And that kind of was set up 
with the trade of James Harden. So Tyrese Maxey, and then you take guys like Matisse Thibel, put him on, on the bench, Mountain trade from the Grizzlies. So I do like right now plus two and a half for the Philadelphia 76ers in Beantown. JY, only a two and a half point spread, though. Do you expect tonight between Philly and Boston to be competitive? Absolutely. I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think this plays to the under. I think Boston is one of, if not the best defensive team uh, last year in regards to metrics. Now, the reason why I like Philadelphia is also because of the fact that of what is not in Boston. Ime Adoka, out for the year. Obviously, Danola Garnari brought over, not playing tonight or for the most of the season. And then the big one is Robert Williams. He yeah. does give Joel Embiid some kind of fits on the defensive end of the floor. That's why one of the plays I like tonight is actually Joel Embiid to go over 27 and a half points. Listen, Ben, when he gets 33 minutes or more, he's gone over in five out of his last six meetings versus Celtics. Averaged 30.6 points per game last year in the 98th percentile in post-up offense in the NBA. Well, Robert Williams is the best post-up defender for the Celtics. I think JoJo puts in that work. A big miss for Bobby Will and the Celtics on that defensive side of the floor. He will be back later this season, probably in the next six weeks to two months, but at least in the early going defensively, that will be big for the Boston Celtics. So now let's look at the outlook for both of these teams entering this new season, JY, in the NBA. And you mentioned it, Ime Udoka, suspended by the Boston Celtics organization for the entirety of this season due to an inappropriate relationship with a female staffer inside that Celtics organization. Their win total is still the highest in the East, JY. It's 53 and a half. This is an Atlantic division duel tonight, and the Celtics are favored to win that. But they are no longer the favorites, JY, to win the East, no longer the favorites to win the NBA championship, where they were all summer long. So without Ime, how has your outlook, JY, for Boston this season changed? It's changed a lot. Because I think the way Ime coached that team, Ben, in the second half of the year, they were the best team in the East in the second half of the season. They climbed up the rankings. And I also think what you're looking at, Ben, is I think you're looking at a loaded Atlantic division. Let's be honest. Philadelphia is going to be way better this year just because James Harden looks motivated in shape, and he's got more on the line almost than any other player in the league because of the money he left off the table, but he can also opt out if things don't go well. Then you go to Brooklyn. It seems like kumbaya. Let's see how long it lasts. It can last a hot minute if they get off to a slow start. Then you look at Toronto and the coaching of Nick Nurse and that core mm. of Siakam, of Van Fleet, of Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes takes a big leap. OG, pressure should be a lot better this year. And then you go to my team, the New York Knicks, hanging at 38 and a half wins. I think they're better than people think this year with oh. Brunson. R.J. Barrett will continue to ascend and be a 20-40-game score, score. And the Julius Randle guys, look at his stats. Good year, bad year, good year, bad year. Bad year this year. If he goes somewhere near what he was in 2021, they're going to be better. And Mitchell Robson, sleeper pick to a defensive player of the year. J.Y. already drinking the Knicks Kool-Aid from the Garden. Jalen Brunson heavily invested into this year by the Knickerbockers. And J.Y. might agree that he's a top 10 guard in the NBA, at least 
That's what the contract would say. So, J.Y., we showed the Eastern Conference odds. The Celtics no longer the favorites, which means the Bucs now have the shortest price at plus 260. And as we focus on Philly for this evening in the season opener in the NBA, do you believe the Sixers can truly contend for an Eastern Conference championship this season? Absolutely. And guess what, Ben? They better. I mean, they better. Everything that they lined up is is for this year. If this does not work this year, expect this to be blown up. And the person or the coach that may have the most on the line this year is Glenn Doc Rivers. He's got to deliver. He's got the team. He's got the one of the top three players in the NBA. He's got a motivated James Harden. He's got an ascending player in Tyrese Maxey. He's got the grit of P.J. Tucker. He's got the bench. The question is, can Doc put it together? They are a really good thought in this Eastern Conference. I think Milwaukee is appropriately priced as the favorites right now. I think Miami, you'll see what happens, but they're going to be in a dogfight with Atlanta. But there are teams that may not perform as good as people think, and I'm talking to the Chicago Bulls. I am very concerned with this team. They did not address their defensive issues because Big Moose plays zero defense in the post. I expect a little bit of regression out of DeRozan. Levine shot the ball great, and no Lonzo. I think there's a pretty good chance that the Chicago Bulls, ready for this, do not make the NBA Eastern Conference playoffs. That hurts my heart to hear, J.Y., but without Lonzo Ball for maybe all of this season, that's a huge knock for Chicago as well. Now we go to the Western Conference, where the reigning NBA champions reside, the Golden State Warriors. A turbulent last two or three weeks or so of this offseason into the preseason for the Dubs. A puncher's chance, though, yes, pun very much intended, for Golden State to have a chance to repeat this year as NBA title winners. They open up the season at home tonight, JY, against the Lakers. The line has worked in favor of the Dubs. It was six overnight. Now it is seven. How difficult of a path does Golden State have to another NBA championship appearance through the Western Conference? It's going to be a grind, Ben. And it's going to deal with forces inside the building and outside the building. Obviously, the Draymond situation has gotten really tenuous, and then obviously you saw that they gave the money to the young kids, Poole and Wiggins. Now, Draymond's sitting there wondering where his check is coming. There's times that I'm starting to think, Ben, I don't know if Draymond's going to even finish the season in Golden State, but when you look at the West, it's loaded. We're talking Clippers, much better, deepest team in the league. You got Phoenix that really has a lot of pressure to put it together. The ascension of Memphis, the ascension of Minnesota. Can Dallas repeat what they did last year? And then there is the team that's really under the radar, but it's going to go over their win total. That's the New Orleans Pelicans. You heard it right. Slim down Zion, B.I., full year of C.J. McCollum. Big Valanciunas, Herb Jones, one of the best defenders in the league. And then you bring mm. Jackson Hayes, Devontae Graham, Trey Murphy III, Larry Nance Jr., Hernan Gomez. That is a loaded bench you have there with the New Orleans Pelicans. It's going to be a grind for the Golden State Warriors if they come out of the Western Conference. But are expected to win the opener tonight. A seven-point spread in favor of the Dubs. JY, only a minute left in this segment. We have you for a second straight segment, but quickly here. 
in the Western Conference, I did not hear you mention the Los Angeles Lakers. A win total of 44 and a half, a number the Lakers have gone under in eight of their last nine years. Only 30 seconds left. What is the ceiling this season for LeBron James and company in Los Angeles? Ceiling? They may be going through the floor in this ceiling season. <laughs> they got to get a top six seed is the ceiling for the Lakers. We'll talk more about mm. it after this break. But I'm telling you, folks, I'm not feeling them. I think the Sacramento Kings are closer to the Lakers than the Lakers are to the top three teams in the Pacific Division. Oh, my goodness. The Sacramento Kings. It's like the year 2000 in the way you're breaking that down, JY. We get his picks and his value plays all across the league. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your NBA season preview. For 2022-23 continues live right here on a Tuesday on the morning after. Picks, predictions, and value plays with a ton of plus money with James Young. Our coach back right here on the grid and TMA for a second straight segment. You can catch JY all over the place today. He was on the early line earlier this morning and now here with us for a second straight segment on TMA. So JY, let's start big picture. NBA championship odds. As we mentioned, the Milwaukee Bucks have moved to the favored side in the East, which means the Bucks are now the favorites to win the NBA title in 2022-23 at plus 550. 50 cents ahead of the Boston Celtics. The C's were the favorites pretty much all summer long. Now the second best price. So, JY, you will see a ton of teams from the Eastern Conference at the top of this board. The two best prices, five of the best eight odds to win this year's NBA title. Do you believe the champion this season comes from the Eastern Conference? I do, Ben. Right now, my play is the Milwaukee Bucks to win the NBA title. Let's be honest, folks. If Chris Middleton does not get hurt, they probably take out Boston in that seven-game series. And from there, they probably go on to win an NBA title because I do think that Golden State would have really struggled with Giannis. It would have given Draymond fit. So, obviously, I like the Bucks. But my value play, boy, oh, mm. boy, I'm going to the Illadel. I am a believer in this. I know people are going to look at Doc Rivers and what he can't do. But what does he have? He has a top three player in Joel Embiid. He has a top 20 player when focused and motivated in James Harden. Sleeper alert to win the MVP. Then you turn around and you look at Tyrese Maxey as an elevator of his game after the trade. And then you bring in P.J. Tucker. I'm a big believer in the Philadelphia 76ers as a value play at 13-1 to 1 to go ahead and win the NBA championship. The hunt for the Larry O'Brien trophy. And, J.Y., in this offseason, in this summer in the NBA, when drama was at a very, very high across the league, it was the Bucks and Giannis just having fun, enjoying themselves, doing what they have done, creating that staple of consistency over the past couple of years in Milwaukee. And the Sixers, no drama really. James Harden feeling good, joking that he's down 100 pounds entering this season. I love the look out there from the Eastern Conference and what it means for the NBA championship. So if the pick 
to win the title is the Bucs. I would assume the pick to win the East is also the Bucs. And if the value for the NBA championship is the Sixers, then I'm sure the value in the East is the Sixers, as you broke it down for us. So let's go to the Western Conference. How does James Young see things playing out out in the West? Because of the drama that's going on in Golden State, you got to look to somewhere else. And my favorite to come out of the West are the Clippers. Why, you ask? Folks, the depth. Let's keep it real for a second. Reggie Jackson, PG-13, Kawhi, Batum, Zubak start. And then you bring John Wall, Powell, Covington, Kennard, Mann, all these kids off the bench. That is a dynamic starting out lineup and bench with one of the best coaches in Tyron Lue. Next, when you go to value, oh, yeah, I'm going there. The Denver Nuggets. You heard this mm. right. I'm going to tell you this. Look for the recipe. Top three player in the Joker. Returning star, Jamal Murray. Dynamic two-man combo. And now you have the Joker not having to do as much offensively and carry the load. It's deeper than that. It's Michael Porter Jr. as a stretch four. Yes, he needs to stay healthy. It's KCP. It's the fact that Aaron Gordon is now your number four score rather than number two score. And then the bench led by Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, and my guy to be up there for sixth man of the year, Nation Bones Highland out of VCU. Look for his game to expand, and you could see a situation in late games where you have Bones Highland and Jamal Murray in the backcourt Two guards that can create their own shot and dish the rock. So, J.Y., let's keep it in the conference championship odds for just a moment. Let's go back to the East, a team we have not discussed, the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant is back. Maybe happy about that, maybe not. Kyrie Irving also still in Brooklyn. Ben Simmons will start this year as a part of this Nets organization. How do you evaluate where Brooklyn stands entering the 2022-23 NBA campaign? How about if I told you that Ben Simmons is the least of the concerns that I have for the Brooklyn Nets? Does Kevin Durant want to stay there? He didn't like he wanted to be there this past summer. Does Kyrie want out? And if you're Brooklyn, do you just let him play out the year and get nothing? Or do you try and move him and get something? Can Joe Harris stay healthy? Can Joe Harris hit a shot in a big moment? Can Nicholas mm. Claxton step up and stop bigs like Joel Embiid and Bam Adebayo in the playoffs? Can they get enough rebounding and defense? And the biggest question is Steve Nash. Love the guy. Fantastic person. Is he in over his head and doesn't have the experience step behind him? I know he's got Jock Vaughn on the bench. But he lost Emi Odoka, who was kind of like the defensive coordinator. Yes, they do have yeah. those in the NBA. That is a <laughs> big thing. And here's the thing, Ben. If they get off to a poor start, one and four, two and five, look at your schedule, folks. They can come out to a slow start. The whispers can grow really loud in Gotham and grow really, really quick. JY, I love the value play in the Western Conference as well. The Denver Nuggets at their healthiest could be a really, really good team with Jamal Murray, with Michael Porter Jr., and of course, the two years ago NBA MVP in Nikola Jokic. So, J.Y., as we look at it, 
right now in the Western Conference. You mentioned some of those younger teams, and we've been following along on social media with your favorite win total breakdowns throughout this NBA offseason. You've highlighted the New Orleans Pelicans. The Memphis Grizzlies were the two seed in the Western Conference playoffs last year. The Minnesota Timberwolves got a ton better, adding Rudy Gobert to the fold in the Twin Cities as well. So those teams are going to factor into the postseason conversation, but can teams like the Grizz and the Pels and the T-Wolves challenge those teams at the top of the West? They absolutely can. And I think the best over on their win total out there is New Orleans. Think about it, folks, where they hung that number. Look at what they did to Phoenix in that six-game series last year and had Phoenix on the ropes in game six at home before the wheels came out the last four to five minutes. Now you get C.J. McCollum for a full year. Brandon Ingram, can he, can he stay healthy? You get Zion back, a motivated Zion, a healthy Zion, and most importantly, a slimmed-down Zion. But it's more than that. It's the young athletic depth that they have with the Herb Jones, with the Valanchunas, with the Jackson Hayes, with the Larry Nance Juniors, and another second-year guy expect to make a huge leap. Do not sleep on Trey Murphy III, 6'8 out of Virginia, can shoot the rock, good defender. He could be one of these guys that really takes the next step this year and can help propel the New Orleans Pelicans up the division. And I would even put a small play. I think they actually win their division. JY, let's get now to the individual awards. And I like the look there on the Pelicans. The long shot maybe to win that division as well. Right now, the favorite to win NBA MVP entering this season, Luka Doncic. Five to one is the number on Luka. A dollar in front of Joel Embiid. As we focus first on Luka, JY, before we get your pick and your value play in the most valuable player market, how good does Luka Doncic individually have to be, not only for Dallas to see success this season, but to remain in contention as that MVP favorite? You listening, folks? He's got to be better than last year. And that's really hard to duplicate. It's really hard to duplicate because I think people are undervaluing what Jalen Brunson was able to do as a secondary ball handler, and now you can have action where Jalen Brunson gets you into the offense, and then you have Luka on the second side of the floor where it's harder to load up. What I mean is start the action one way, then move it, and then go from there as opposed to having him start with the ball. I know Spencer Dimwitty can do that, but I don't think he does it as well as Jalen Brunson does. When you look at that MVP market, I love uh, obviously, uh, Giannis to win the MVP. But two mm-hmm. sleeper guys to look at, redemption tour. Number one, Kawhi Leonard. I think he's going to be fantastic this year. 27-1 odds. And if he comes back and the Clippers are top two, top three in the West, and he plays 70 games, how can he not be considered for MVP? And then last, mm-hmm. the, I'm calling him the slim beard. He ain't big beard. He little beard. He slim down beard. He's Dick Gregory beard. That's James Harden, 80 to 1. You know JoJo's going to miss some games. If he could play at an elite level with JoJo missing some games and that team is over their win total, which I expect him to go over 50 and a half, then James Harden's going to be the main reason why. Look at James Harden at 80 to 1. Sleeper pick to win the MVP. JY, love both of those value plays because both prices. A lot longer than you would expect for names like Kawhi and the Beard. 27 to 1 for Kawhi Leonard, 80 to 1 
for James Harden. And of course, we always correlate team success to individual success. And JY picked the Clippers to win the West. He likes the Philadelphia 76ers as the value play, not only in the Eastern Conference, but for that NBA championship as well. JY, each and every summer, you, myself, Kevin Walsh, we host Sports Grid's NBA Draft Show, and that's special that we have. So we go through the rookies who are drafted early and often and give our NBA Rookie of the Year to round out that show. As you look at this market, no Chet Holmgren for most, if not all, of this year for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the number two overall pick. The favorite is the first overall pick for the Orlando Magic, Paolo Bancaro out of Duke at 2-1. to one. But, Jay, while you're looking at these prices right now, who's the pick in your mind to win Rookie of the Year, and where might the value lie? Well, I love the Rookie of the Year to be Keegan Murray. You heard that right Woo-hoo! at plus 460. Here's why. I love that front court of Harrison Barnes, him, and Sabonis. And I do think at some point, if things don't go well, they're going to move Harrison Barnes. So that's going to be even more opportunity for Sacramento. And especially if Sacramento, I think, is going to be good and maybe sneak into possibly the play-in tournament, then you have to look at what are the main reasons why. Number one would be Mike Brown. Number two would be Keegan Murray. But my value play, if you can pull up that graphic again, guys, it's Tari Eason out of LSU. Mm. If you listen to us during that NBA draft special, all three of us, myself, Ben, and K-Dub, were singing the praises of this pick. This kid is a stat stuffer, averaged almost 21-10 and 10 the first three or so games in the preseason. He could score in transition. He could score in the mid-range. He blocks shots. He gets rebounds. He will win a Defensive Player of the Year award at some point in this year. At 36 to 1, I love Tari Eason as my sleeper pick for rookie of the year. JY, my pick remains the same. It's Keegan Murray out of Iowa for the Sacramento Kings, much like you. I like the number on Jaden Ivey out of Purdue as well for Detroit at plus 460. But if you watch Keegan Murray this summer in NBA Summer League, he was an absolute sensation. And his price then was 8 to 1. It's almost been cut in half. James Young. Our coach, live right here on SportsGrid. JY, I feel set for this NBA season. Thank you very much for your time. You know what a time it is, Big Ten Ben. JY, Big Ten Ben, we get busy. It's balling time. Hit it. Hit the fadeaway. Hit the fadeaway. We're back to end out hour one next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after. Live on this Tuesday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. It's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. A huge Tuesday in the world of sports. The NBA season debuts tonight. Major League Baseball postseason continues in the American League Division Series and the National League Championship Series. And of course, football is still very very much here we round out this opening hour with a focus though on the nba you heard from our coach james young over these past two segments game breakdowns for the two that we have on opening night in the association and his picks and plays from a value perspective 
for this NBA campaign. But now it's time to hear from you. Who's going to win an NBA championship this year in the association? That's what we asked in Fade the Public. So the 2022-23 NBA season begins tonight. From the four betting favorites right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, who's your pick to win the NBA title? The Bucks have the shortest number. Then the Celtics, then the Warriors, and the Clippers tied for the third best price. In the public, not necessarily the most decisive at this moment. The Bucks, Celtics, and Warriors all with the same count as I see these updated prices and selections at 28.2% for Milwaukee, Boston, and Golden State. The Clippers trail behind, but pretty even split all across the board. Of course, Boston was the favorite to win the NBA championship for most of this summer. Their outlook has slightly changed from that odds perspective now that their head coach, Ime Odoka, has been suspended for this 2022-23 NBA season due to an inappropriate relationship with a female staffer in that Boston Celtics organization. The Bucks now the shortest price. The favorites to win an NBA championship. The reigning champs, the Golden State Warriors, tied for that third best number with the LA Clippers, the Brooklyn Nets, the fifth best price, the Phoenix Suns, there to round out the top six. Plenty more from around the association coming your way in hour number two of the morning after. Up next.